The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. The Irish Independence reporting that the postal system is now a major route for illegal and fake prescription drugs as people use social media and websites to buy everything from strong painkillers to sedatives to erectile dysfunction tablets. The Health Product Regulatory Authority last year detected nearly one million doses of falsified and other illegal medicines. But what are the potential consequences of such a change in how people access medication and is it giving rise to huge addiction problems? Professor Colin O'Gara is a consultant psychiatrist and the head of addiction services at St. John of God's Hospital in Dublin. Colin, good morning. Morning, Jonathan. It's kind of terrifying um, that I'm sitting at a laptop here and I could probably find whatever I'm looking for in a couple of clicks and it arrives in the post. I, I would have assumed that was impossible, but clearly not. Yeah, I mean, the, yeah, I, I think the search would start for a lot of our patients with Google. And I guess COVID, Jonathan, probably, you know, put a lot of people online for various reasons. And it, we saw increases of uh, all kinds of shopping and whatever during COVID. But the, in terms of the availability of drugs now, I mean, the there is a huge amount of websites online that our patients will go on to. The idea that, you know, of going down to the corner to meet a dealer and, um, you know, have to transact in cash is very much gone now. The sophistication and commercialization of the drug product in terms of, say, WhatsApp messages going out to people, outlining a menu of what's available and then being diverted either to a platform or a sophisticated um, suite uh, you know, a suite of products online, it really has become, you know, it's it's totally different in terms of how people buy drugs. And the, prescri- the prescription piece that you're just referring to, obviously, um, you know, in terms of the dosage of what people are taking, the counterfeiting of medications, it really is big business and can cause a lot of medical difficulties, as you say, yeah. Mm. Now, th- there, I suppose there's two types of people we're talking about here. There are those who are addicted to illegal drugs, as we'll call them, so your cocaines, your heroines, etc., who would use uh, prescribed medications for a variety of different reasons. But can I start by talking about people who are ordering these prescription drugs, so perhaps something equivalent of Xanax or something like that, uh, and, and getting them instead from their GP and their pharmacist, getting them online. Have you seen an increase in the number of people coming through the door with that type of addiction? Yeah, without a doubt. Again, post-COVID, I mean, I would say like prior to COVID, this was a significant issue, both prescription and illicit. But in terms of post-COVID, yeah, I mean, you'd always, I mean, you know, if I have a medical student and we're going, you know, going through teaching a medical student a history to take in terms of drug addiction, um, you know, you, you would be deficient, really, if you, ha- if you don't ask about this. So, you know, 10 or 20 years ago, this wouldn't even be on the radar. So, you know, it, benzodiazepines, as, as a category that you've referred to, are Z drugs, which are very related. This would be Zimavane, Zopiclone, Zopitan um, for the treatment of, of sleep difficulties or benzodiazepines for the treatment of acute anxiety is a massive problem, you know, and it has been in the UK for probably two decades, a massive problem. And, um, you know, the the buying online has just aggravated the problem. But I mean, figures coming out, Jonathan, of the UK in terms of addiction to benzodiazepines, you're probably talking a million or even more people in the UK addicted to benzodiazepines. 
and to be fair, you know, a lot of that has come from doctors' prescriptions. So the, the you know, the the process of what we call doctor shopping, going from various doctor to doctor yeah. to try and get prescriptions. But of course, that, that, yeah, that's fine, Colin. If you're going to a GP and they're giving you a prescription, you know that the pharmacy is going to give you that drug. If you're buying it offline, can you have any guarantee that what you're taking is actually what you were what you were looking for? No, and that's that's the difficulty that we're hearing. So so you can have a, a blister pack. So my patients will tell me they have um, they're after taking Xanax or Valium. In some cases, they don't. They, they will report that they reckon there's nothing in the pill. In other words, there's no active ingredient. In other cases, you'll have um, patients who will say that they're wiped out by these particular pills, you know, in terms of the sedative effect. So really, we know we know from the literature on supplements alone, and these are regulated supplements, maybe where there isn't a third independent review of the particular supplement, something like melatonin, for instance, in the States that's used for sleep as well, that a lot of those uh, preparations in shops won't actually be, they'll be 10 or 20 times the actual um, advertised or, or, or the dose on the actual bottle. In terms of what you're getting into in the internet, it's absolutely, you know, completely unregulated and in a lot of cases run by criminals whose only, you know, goal is to is to make money. So mm. in terms of what you're getting there, you could be, it could be the real thing, it could be half real, or it could be a complete dud, or, or the worst case scenario, it could be a multiple of what it's supposed to be in terms of dosage. We saw what happened with the opioid crisis in the US where people became addicted to very strong painkillers and then began to source different drugs, more serious, sinister drugs uh, from dealers and they started delivering online and it led to, in some parts of the country, almost societal collapse. I mean, are we at the risk of going down the same road here? That people who may start off with something small end up with a serious problem and they need real treatment before their lives spiral. Yeah, I mean, the the opioid crisis, Jonathan, in terms of, um, you know, we're talking probably up to 100 deaths a day, in, you know, in the States and, and particular areas like West Virginia. For listeners, if they're interested, the documentary on Netflix, Heroin with an E at the end of it, is quite a striking short, 20, 20 or 30 minutes, but shows the first responders going out to uh, what should be fires or accidents, but actually they're just going to overdose after overdose. And Trump's administration, I think it was around just pre-COVID, eventually called a state of emergency in terms of um, the opioid crisis, which absolutely is a huge crisis. And as you say, people started taking pills in terms of OxyContin and the likes, but ended up not being able to access them, taking heroin and other drugs. The big issue at the moment in terms of concern is a drug called fentanyl, which is much stronger and very easy to transport and, uh, you know, is is a real concern um, in terms of overdose. With regards to this country and the question around are we facing that, thankfully we're not um, and there's no evidence that we're not. But certainly as the these routes like the postal and internet routes become more sophisticated, you would worry definitely. Okay. Can I just ask one final question, Colin? There will inevitably be people who are listening who are worried about other members of their family, perhaps people who are worried about themselves. What's the best way to seek help right now if if you have that fear? 
Um, well, I've, 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 I've so often say to contact uh, general practitioners, Jonathan, but like, you know, to be fair, it's absolutely the correct advice, you know. Um, I know GPs are overrun at the moment in terms of all of the, the demands on them. But um, I, I think that is definitely the first step. Get, get to a medical doctor to describe these or to, to talk about these issues. Also, there's some good community addiction teams there, depending on where you are in the country. Um, so, but I, I think that the conversation really should start with your doctor. Okay. Colin O'Gara, consultant psychiatrist and the head of addiction services at St. John God's Hospital in Dublin. Thanks very much uh, for your thoughts on that. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.